they were three ordinary women on what seemed like a simple mission to find a film they liked. One where women got something to do and not just look pretty or be murdered. Which, to be totally honest, has complicated matters a bit. Welcome to Flicking. Yes, it sounds a bit rude. That's the joke. Hello. Welcome to our May edition. May, that's right, May. How has that happened? Of Flicking, our monthly dissection of films we love. And I am joined by resident film buff, Yosra Osman. Hello. Hello, hello. Good to be here. Thanks, Yosra, as ever. Looking very summery, as we've just discussed. I'm also joined by Mickey Noonan. Hello. Mick, you're not looking as summery, but you are wearing a t-shirt, so... I'll take it. I'm asking people um, to choose love. If that isn't evergreen, is... I don't know what is, Jen. I like the t-shirt. I can only see sort of the top of it, but I like that it's big and bold. I like it. It's a summery sentiment, I'd say. It is. I think so. Thanks. It's an all-year-round sentiment, but if you can't choose love in the summer, when can you? Anyway, <laughs> Mickey, chooser of love, it's your pick this week. What in the name of what did you have us watching? <laughs> so... This month, I once again trusted young Mickey's taste and picked 1980 film Airplane, a masterclass in silliness and king of the parody films written and directed by David and Jerry Zucker and Jim Abrahams, better known as Zucker Abraham Zucker or Zaz. And having rewatched it for the first time in a long time as a fully fledged grown up, does it look like I picked the wrong week to quit sniffing glue? Let's find out. So, unusually for flicking, I am going to caveat something right at the top. And that is that Airplane, as watched in 2021, is 50% hit, 30% miss, and 20% oh no, good God, no. The latter of which, and I am looking at you, casual racism, paedophilia gags, people queuing up to punch a woman and gratuitous tit shots, we will get to anon. First though, our hero is Ted Stryker, a former Second World War fighter pilot still haunted by the six comrades killed because of a decision he made in combat. A flight he catches at the last minute to win back a woman who's left him a Dear John note gets into trouble when an illness sweeps through the airplane cabin, debilitating all the passengers who ordered fish instead of meat, including the pilot and the co-pilot. Stryker gets called up to steer the plane to safety, guided on the ground by the no-nonsense captain who was his superior during the war. That, my friends, is the plot to 1957 melodrama Zero Hour, which Zucker Abraham Zucker lifted in its entirety as a super straight backbone to the stupendous silliness of Airplane. It also riffs off the disaster movies of the 1970s, particularly Airport and Airport 1975, with some lines, including the escalation of the fight between parking zone announcers ending with, you want me to have an abortion, lifted straight from the original film. It's Airport in that one's case. Playing it straight amid the chaos are Robert Hayes as Stryker and Julie Haggerty as Elaine, the air stewardess who's left him. Leslie Nielsen is having the whale of his life as Dr. Rumack, just don't call him Shirley. And also clearly having a lovely time are Lloyd Bridges, Peter Graves, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar and briefly Ethel Merman. So before I explain why I do still mostly love Airplane, with reservations, pun intended... 
Yosra, I know you have seen it before because when I announced we were going to watch it, you put your head in your hands. So I'd like to know when was the last time you watched Airplane before watching it for Flicking and why so sad? So I watched it for the first time, I would say it was only a few years ago. It wasn't that long ago. And I'm going to start with a precast to all of this in that I, I'm not a fan of spoof comedies okay. in general. So I just want to say that before we get into the conversation. But I've tried to have a measured approach because I also know that the first time I watched this film, I had a little bit of a, a dicky tummy, let's say, similar to the illness that's going through the plane. I didn't eat fish before, but I, something <laughs> was quite wrong. And the people I was were with, they were watching the film and they kept watching it while I sort of went back and forth to the toilet. So I was missing bits here and there. And I don't like spoof comedy. So the first time I watched it was just not a very pleasant experience oh, for no. me. And I kept coming back and sitting down and being like, I don't I don't get what's happening here. What's, what? Because the thing with Airplane, it's just loads of jokes left, right and centre. And there's some good stuff about it, but there's also if you're stop starting to watch it, which I wouldn't mm-hmm. recommend to anyone, you just do not have a clue what's happening. And then that put me off the film for absolutely ages. So I watched it again, well, for, for, for flicking, and I, I've tried to have a bit more of a kind of measured approach to what the film is like. And it was actually quite nice to be able to watch the whole 90 minutes or however long it is without having to run back and forth (laughs) to the toilet. So that's how I'm going to start the conversation. Total pro. Love it. Jen, (laughs) what about you? Had you seen Airplane before? I had not seen it before. I I have to say, I have to caveat it as yours has. I am also not a fan with the exception of, although I'd be interested to watch it again now, Hot Shots Part Deux specifically, mm-hmm. which may come up in next week's podzine, FYI. Uh, also starring Lloyd Bridges. I am not really a fan of spoof films either. And uh, YouTube, when I rented this from YouTube, suggested I might also like Scary Movie 4. Uh, Very specific, <laughs> 4. Number 4, yeah. not even the first one? <laughs> Scary Movie 4. I mean, like, fuck knows what you get when you get into... <laughs> you know more than one scary movie but yeah that's all i'm saying powders kept dry like it yeah yeah i'm surprised you didn't get like offered naked gun at least but mm. hot shots part de is also that anyway okay let's let's do some explaining i feel like i'm i'm being interviewed quite seriously and i've got some explaining to do and you know fair enough I feel the other way around i feel like i've got explaining to do because it's so universally loved isn't it still it is it is still really universally loved it still makes loads of top 10 lists for the best comedies of all time it's it is and for little mickey it may come as no surprise to you i was often found with a joke book tucked under my arm or occasionally on a table just reciting those jokes to strangers sorry mum and the stupider and cornier the better which might explain why i love this film and i was and remain a huge fan of willful idiocy An airplane is completely and utterly dedicated to silliness. From the shark fin airplane that spoofs Jaws at the uh, opening titles to the inclusion of Adolf Hitler as worst boy in the closing credits, no opportunity to be a daft dickhead is wasted and I respect that. In fact, it is relentless, which means that even with just a 50% hit rate, it is still an incredible amount of lols out loud. For me, very much for me in this case. 
And it is worth bearing in mind that some of the gags you can now see coming from a mile away are only hack because Airplane did it first and it has been copied. Even so, because the jokes, which is a wide range of ways of making people laugh and puns, slapstick, provocations, foreground versus background dynamics, double entendres, pop culture refs to film and TV, and just random acts of absurdity come so thick and fast that the stinkers and groaners don't really linger in the nose and throat for too long. As I said at the top, there are aspects of Airplane that are massively dated, but I would argue tentatively that even those scenes are done in the spoofing of films of the time and the ongoing quest for silliness rather than any mean-spiritedness on the writer's parts. But Yosra, Jen, tell me your thoughts. I'm going to start with you, Yosra. Okay, so I think... For me, again, not a fan of spoof comedies in general. I, I think I can understand why it's loved. You know, that it is relentless. There are just not just one-liners, but there are all kinds of jokes just thrown at you all the time. Mm-hmm. And as you say, most of them are actually quite funny. But I'm not sure if, because I don't have that kind of nostalgic link to it. I yeah. never saw it until I was first in my early 20s. That for me, I just can't get over some of the dated nature of of the film i'm not saying it's about you know i'm i know that for a lot of people these jokes still work and it's still really really funny but when i was watching it i was like this is all so silly and i couldn't get over some of this this just the sheer silliness of it to its credit though what i did appreciate is that it still manages to keep quite even though it again silliness but this narrative structure despite having one-liners slapstick all this kind of humor just thrown at you and i know it's interesting that you said it's taken from what was the name of the film you said it was taken zero from? hour yeah which i think is quite a straight-laced oh, film isn't incredibly it? They, melodramatic they parody it. Mm. so knowing about that and thinking about the way they do that i think there is um quite a lot to appreciate and I, I kind of get that, but I just think for me, maybe being influenced by much crapper spoofs that I've seen after Airplane and just hating that genre and then seeing some of the jokes like, I don't know, the, the guys who are talking jive and the bit where they go to a different country mm-hmm. and kind of weird commentary on that white saviour narrative. It's just stuff like that where I'm like, oh no, I just, it's just awkward. And I know it was a different time and I know they're making fun of everyone and I know that's part of the film. But for me, that was just a bit of a blocker. That's why I'm a bit funny with it. But I still think there's lots to appreciate. Yeah. Before I go to Jen, I'm going to, I'm going to say, before I suggested Airplane, I thought this film is from 1980. I haven't seen it for a long time. And I actually put into Google, is Airplane racist? And I didn't want to suggest something that was like, yeah, this is massively racist. Of course I didn't. But I thought it's going to be problematic. And that scene in which a pair of black passengers are speaking in jive, in inverted commas, came up under this discussion of it's written by white guys, therefore it's racist. And it's so, so dated. I actually found and this is me speaking as a white woman, obviously, but I actually found the bit where they go and visit the tribe more problematic Mm. because I know that in that scene, from reading around it, the scene where the two guys are speaking in street slang was written by those two guys. It was written by those two black actors. Whereas the stuff where it's white saviour, 
yeah, they're taking the piss out of missionaries. They're absolutely... She's trying to sell them Tupperware and stuff. It is just, again, that relentless quest for silliness, but it is so dated and kind of casual yeah. in its racism. Do you agree? I think so. And it, for me, it's not... I, I don't think it's a racist film at all. I, I think there are moments where, it, again, I was cringing and, and it was a bit problematic in terms of who wrote the film. But there's also, you know, jokes around things like paedophilia where I'm just sort of sitting there like, Looking wow, out. me and my modern sensibilities, I know I'm being, you know, quite the millennial here, but I'm just like, oh my gosh, I feel really uncomfortable watching mm-hmm. these jokes. It, it's just a mixture of things. And perhaps to me that's it's just like I said just a bit too much of a blocker but in general I have to say it's that silly spoof genre that I just just doesn't sit well with me and I think that's the main the main thing fair enough Jenster thoughts please yeah I mean there was another bit that I really didn't like and when I didn't like it I was a bit like well I can't you know I didn't like the fact, and I see what they were trying to do, but I don't think they needed to do it in this way. And the the fact that the guy, like, when he's boring everyone and basically lots of people kill themselves and that's the punchline, they all kill themselves to stop talking to this man. And, and I I don't think that's a funny joke. Like, no. obviously I am more sensitive to this issue than other people would be, but suicide is quite often the butt of various jokes and, and I don't personally find that funny and I, I didn't enjoy it. And, and that, to be honest yeah that was quite a big block for me because I was just like I just I don't like that and and you're right there were there were other things obviously that were not by modern standards necessarily particularly PC which also I was a bit like oh god um, sorry can yeah, I just I... add to your comment on the suicide thing which mm. I absolutely agree with you and remembered it as I started to watch it and was like oh shit yeah he lit you know the phrase is he bores them to death and they've they've mm. riffed on that but it is so graphic. Yeah, it is. It's so graphic. And this was a PG. And it's also, I find that bit is is casual racism as well, because it is minority ethnics who yeah. and the old lady who end up. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I did. I did think that as well, actually. It's that it's that kind of thing which I just thought throughout the whole film, and I, I know that this is probably me just being, my, well, myself. But it was uh, how do you mix up the kind of theme of just a throwaway gag mm. with actually what the impact of that throwaway gag might be, and the certain sensitivities that now make that film seem quite dated. How do you balance that with actually some of the stuff which is generally quite hilarious like obviously me being a film enthusiast my favorite bits are where they parody other films and Mm -hmm. I was like yeah that's super funny I love that and then they'd have another one-liner which is actually quite to me anyway offensive and I'm like oh you just ruined it Mm -hmm. so it's just how do you get that balance that's largely how I felt it was kind of like there were bits I was like that's really funny that's a funny gag like I enjoyed it but but it's just like the bits that I found difficult really just ruined it for me I couldn't get past them but again also I'm not a huge fan of spoof comedies either are you thinking you asked the wrong people Mickey you asked two people (laughs) who just don't care for spoof films I mean obviously that that would go against airplane to start with and I didn't realize that about both of your tastes I I know that I've got a very very silly sense of humor I kind of think I'm quite well-rounded but I also have like silliness makes me someone falling over will never not make me piss laughing before I go are you okay and I can't help that even though I know it makes me a bad person 
But I actually think it's really interesting because, yeah, something that you touched on, Yosra, that I think is so key to why I still like Airplane is nostalgia. It takes me back to being a kid when I watch this once a week. And it's it's so powerful. And I know when you and Hannah had the conversation about problematic films, Yosra, and about how you can still like them and you can even still recommend them to people as long as you caveat with her this might make you go oh I don't like that bit and fair enough or it's dated or it's very of its time which isn't an excuse for casual racism for casual misogyny the bit where people are queuing up to punch a woman and have got weapons yeah wasn't chuckling at that anymore but there was stuff like and this is definitely in my list of problems with airplane is there's some gratuitous tits and as the scene happened where the plane goes into chaos and I was watching it with Gary and we've never watched this before and I just went oh boobs because I knew what was coming up and then the boobs come and just jiggle on the screen and then fuck off I was obsessed with that scene as a kid as a very little child because it felt really naughty and I remember being really obsessed with it and then looking at it as a grown-up and as a grown woman and as a grown woman who talks about feminism and is a feminist and going, oh yeah, why, why was I allowed to watch that? It's so interesting that it got a PG. It would not get a PG now. No. And a lot of those jokes that are made, I mean, studios wouldn't dare even dream of putting them in a film no. right now, which I think is quite telling. But it, it's like that conversation that you've mentioned that that myself and Hannah had, you know, it's still okay to watch a film like airplane and love it while appreciating that some of the stuff right now is is dated and i I, like like i've said throughout this conversation i think it was just too much for me but i also don't like that kind of film and i thought actually i was going to be the only person that didn't like it when i came because normally whenever you mention airplane to a bunch of friends or anybody they're like oh my god airplane it's great it's the funniest film ever made and i really wanted to like it i was sat there watching it and i was like i really really want to like this but just couldn't quite get there it's interesting isn't it because i think you're right people will go i love airplane and it is something that people go oh yeah and then i think the next key question was when did you last watch it yeah and i i I imagine for most people it was a long time ago and they have blanked out the bits or don't really remember the bits that we're talking about that make it a problematic film i think the thing about nostalgia is really key actually because it's the same for me i didn't watch it as a child so i don't have that thing that links me back to Mm -hmm. it i like as you know all sorts of shit that yeah. you know would for for no reason you know if I watched Kindergarten Cop now for the first time would I be like yeah I love this no but I loved it when I was eight years old yeah. so yeah I still love it and I think also there's probably some nostalgia about Leslie Nielsen as well yeah. I've never watched a Police Academy film I'm not like I I've never. I just never was into that kind of thing. So I don't have like the sentimental feeling about him and the stuff that he's done either. So it's He wasn't just... in Police Academy, he was in Police Squad, which was a TV oh, program, no, what am I The thinking? Naked I'm Gun. Naked Gun is what mm. I'm thinking of. I'd never watched Naked Gun. But I, 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 saw... I think Police Academy goes in this sort of group of yeah. films yeah. as well, Uber. for sure. Yeah, yeah. Uber. So, yeah. But okay, so there are still some bits that even you two have admitted like admitted sorry like it's confession even you two said (laughs) made you laugh there's some amazing bits of wordplay in it like the surely you can't be serious yes i am serious stop calling me shirley is it's it's done twice but that that line is so iconic and it's only done twice you know they're in a hospital a hospital what is it it's a big building with patients in it but that's not important right now and this they seem hack now but it's because airplane did it first because i was watching it and i was a bit like 
rolling my eyes a bit, a bit of disparaging, whatever. And I sort of thought to myself, like, oh, this is the kind of film that's like, oh, sure, d- but don't call me Shirley or whatever. And then, and then, lo and behold, <laughs> there it is. Is that line originally from? Yeah, this yeah, film? yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. interesting. Because Leslie Nielsen and I have massive nostalgia for him. Big fan of the Naked Gun films. Again, with the caveat, I have not seen them for a long time. But he was a serious actor. Lloyd Bridges was a serious actor, and for both those older white guys this was a real injection of of a new career in comedy like obviously you say Lloyd Bridges went on to he's in Hot Shots and Leslie Nielsen went on to be in so many spoofs and become like the face of spoofs but that deadpan delivery makes it work so well in Airplane again for me I'm going to caveat this with for me no no he is but he is really good and those lines, as you mentioned, the kind of wordplay ones, I those are the ones that I laughed at as well as the film parodies. So that there is, you know, I don't want to seem like I'm just totally bashing it because, again, there's stuff to appreciate in it with, with, with the kind of humour that it's got. And yes, it's silly, but I kind of like that it just doesn't care how silly it is. And that's that's kind of what works to its, its credit. It's unashamedly ridiculous. Yeah it's, yeah, it's not scared to send anything up. Although I don't really like the silliness like that that's just never really like done it for me I do think that's sort of the best thing about it is that it doesn't that it is just silly Mm -hmm. yeah that makes sense and the bit where Lloyd Bridges is so good in it the bit where he's just firing off instructions as people walk past and give him paper and stuff and then his wife phones and he goes I want the kids in bed at nine and feed the dog and he just keeps doing these lists is it's just really really well done and i think that's why the silliness works mostly because it has got this backbone of actually being really well put together yeah completely going off on a tangent here but one bit that i i really laughed at was like, that i thought was a joke is at the beginning of the film when they're all passing air, airport security and there's like hardly any security and i'm like oh is that part of the joke and it's like no there just wasn't much airport <laughs> security at that time i was just 1980 yeah <laughs> and i just had a good chuckle at that <laughs> I mean, that wasn't even a joke but it was you know there's there's a lot to appreciate and i do like the deadpan nature that feeds into it and it is interesting that those that that's what turned I didn't realize that was what turned Leslie Nielsen's career around because mm-hmm. I've always known him as being just a funny actor in all these funny films like Airplane and Naked Gun so to give you a, an extent of how silly my sense of humor is one of the things that tickles me and it tickles me even when I think about it and I was excited to watch it knowing it was going to happen and it is so stupid is when the ticket seller says smoking or non-smoking and he says smoking please and she hands him a ticket that is on fire that is smoking and every time I saw that smoke billowing up because he just carries it around with him and it's still smoking and I'm laughing about it now because it just really really tickles me and I, I do think it still does silliness very well but because it's so relentless if you don't like silly I can absolutely understand why your eyes would be rolling before we even get to the stuff that absolutely wouldn't and rightly so make it into a film today can i give you a few fun facts just in case anyone listening is like me and a fan of airplane with caveats so many caveats okay (laughs) in real life robert hayes who plays striker was actually a licensed pilot and could even fly those ones with four engines airplane was made on a shoestring budget but was an immediate box office success and took 
two days to earn back its entire production budget. Wow. Uh, Right? The film became the highest ever grossing comedy until the arrival of one of my other flicking picks, Ghostbusters, in 1984. And finally, no airline, maybe unsurprisingly, opted to show Airplane as an in-flight movie, except one. And, you know, props to Aero Mexico for going, yeah, this will be fun. Stick this on. (laughs) (laughs) So at the top, I gave my percentage of what I thought Airplane was. And I thought it was 50% hit, 30% miss and 20%. Oh, no, good God, no. Uh, I'm curious what your percentages would be. Yosra, what about you? Uh, I think 50% hit is kind of accurate. It's just the it's just my opinion of the other 50% is it's too much of a miss perhaps that's what I'll say I think that's a good answer Jenster I think I would I would agree with that but I would add it's 50% hit if you like that sort of thing <laughs> yeah yeah exactly yeah my hit is Jen's eye roll <laughs> that's what that's where we're at <laughs> Jen you can hopefully and I because I know what you're going to pick and I'm a bit gutted I don't get to hang around and talk about it because it will be you Yosra and Hannah next time you get to redeem flicking so <gasps> what are you picking well, we hope it's a redemption. Let's see where Hannah and yours will stand on this. I am picking Goodfellas. Okay. That's yeah. it. <laughs> you want me to I'm say... I'm smiling. Okay. Yours were doing the best podcast smile, a loud smile. <laughs> loud smile that nobody can see. But I was thinking, oh yeah, I like that film. But I am excited to hear you uh, three brilliant women talking about a lot of toxic masculinity in, <laughs> in the next look. <laughs> yeah. Standard issue for all women.